This is the Startups A to Z podcast. I'm Hillary Hirsch. And I'm Mark Sholin. Hillary and I are here to share conversations all about the Arizona startup community. So, Mark, it's a Friday afternoon. It's an amazing day. And uh, it sounds like we have some big plans this weekend. I got some fun things planned for the weekend, uh, some flag football. I like to do that every uh, every weekend, is, is at least when the Very weather cool. can uh, permit. Um, what do you got going on this yeah. weekend? Well, I'm actually, I'm so excited. I'm going down to visit my old alma mater, which is yours too. It so, is, U of A, yep. University of Arizona. Okay. So I'm going down to Tucson. It's homecoming, I guess. Yes, it yeah. is, but I can't wait to see what's going on with the downtown. I guess there's a lot of revitalization going on, so... It'll be fun. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of weekends, um, it's uh, very relevant for our topic for today. In fact, it's all about Startup Weekend and Phoenix Startup Weekend. Our guest today is uh, organizing the upcoming Phoenix Startup Weekend happening uh, very soon. So, Hillary, why don't you uh, introduce our guest? So, our our guest for today is Zach Ferris, who is the CEO of Coplex which is a startup studio that focuses on truly collaborative design and development. So as Mark mentioned before, in addition to Zach's work with Coplex, he is also organizing the upcoming uh, Phoenix Startup Weekend. Hi, Zach. Hey, hey Zach. guys. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, this is uh, actually the first time that uh, we've really met each other. Uh, you know, normally our, our guests, we have some prior history with but uh, yeah today it's uh, a, f- a fresh start so uh, we're uh, glad that you're here and definitely uh, looking forward to learn more about not only you but Phoenix Startup Weekend. And we got to karate chop each other before we got yeah, started. Yeah, yes, you'll, we did. yeah you'll get to see those pictures uh, online on Facebook once, once we post those. So don't forget to learn more about the show by visiting www.startupsatoz.com Check us out on Facebook by searching for Startups A to Z. We post pictures from each interview along with links to new episodes and other local startup news. Another way to keep up with the show is to follow us on Twitter at Startups A to Z. Uh, Send us messages too. Uh, Most importantly though, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or your podcast platform of choice. Great. So, um, Zach, Phoenix Startup Weekend, I, I guess Startup Weekend is a, a worldwide phenomenon. And um, I wanted to uh, show you something as we kick off our conversation here. This is the surprise I mentioned. So um, I brought a, our first prop for the show, okay? Uh, so this is a, a Phoenix Startup Weekend shirt all the way back from 2010. Oh, wow. I have See not that? seen one of those yet. Yeah. Well, there you go. Some of the same companies are still involved. Awesome. It's a relic. This yeah. is a relic. And so... Uh, Here, Mark. Hold it up. <laughs> okay. How many times have you worn that thing? <laughs> many. I mean, it's uh, it's not a high-quality shirt. It's kind of my around-the-house shirt. But, uh, but yeah, the reason I have this is because um, I actually went to the Phoenix Startup Weekend in 2010. I'm pretty sure it was the first one that was organized there. And that was in the very early days when... Um, I started getting involved with entrepreneurship and uh, hadn't even founded uh, my company, ArpSource, yet. Um, it was at the old Cohoots location. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, a way long time ago, it feels like, you know, five years. I want to start us off. Um, you know, what inspired you to, to get involved with Startup Weekend? So it all started back uh, in Ohio, actually. I was in Columbus, and I had recently got introduced to the whole startup scene. I guess I got the, the bug so to speak. And I was looking for different like different networking events and different ways to get involved in the community and, and learn more about how to build and run startups. And um, one of my mentors at the time was a co-organizer for Startup Week in Columbus. So I actually got involved probably similar. It was probably right around 2010, maybe 2009, 2008. Okay. Um, but got to participate and actually help host the first one, uh, first one in Columbus. Cool. Cool. Yeah, how long has Startup Weekend been around, actually? Because, uh, I mean, yeah, it hasn't been that long, right? Yeah, I want to say it, it was uh, probably somewhere around 2005, if I had to guess. Okay. And uh, so I guess over this past decade, there's been a lot of momentum that's built up around it. And um, so you mentioned that it was in Columbus when you first got your eye on Startup Weekend. Um mm-hmm. So what, I guess, first of all, what brought you to Phoenix and then how'd you, you know, get involved in uh, our community here and getting it all set up? Sure. So I, I ended up in Phoenix. Uh, it's almost been five years now. I'm loving it here so far because it doesn't snow as much. 
but uh, know at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I ended up out here f- um, because I actually sold my business uh, right around the time I graduated my undergraduate degree uh, in college back in Ohio, sold the business, moved out to Phoenix for that. And when I got out here, I made really an avid effort to get involved in the startup community and the startup ecosystem out here. Very cool. So this is so Startup Weekend is essentially an international organization. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it associated with Phoenix Startup Week? Sort of. So okay. there's loose ties. Um, Startup Weekend. It's been through a few different iterations. Um, the founders actually started it, and it was kind of an independent thing. And then I want to say for a while it had something. Uh, I think the Kauffman Foundation picked it up, and then I think it moved over to Up Global. And then more recently, um, Up Global just got rolled into Techstars. So there's a lot of, and I think also Google for Entrepreneurs is involved in some of that. And then Startup Week, a uh, very similar thing, um, or a very similar story. It was an event platform for startups. And uh, the Startup Week is a week-long celebration of entrepreneurship. And that also has been through, I think that was uh, a Techstars program um, a little bit before Startup Weekend was actually, but they're, they're all sort of loosely connected. So, Zach, walk us through, like, what, um, you know, if I, anyone can sign up, you just go online, you can buy a ticket. And so uh, what should someone who um, is buying a ticket expect and what kind of, uh, you know, attitude should they come in with? It's a great question. So... It's uh, it all starts on Friday night. So finish up your work week, get done, uh, get done for the day, and come at you know about six o'clock on Friday. Get to hang out, a little happy hour, eat some food, and uh, and prepare to pitch your idea. And every single person that comes, whether you're a developer, an entrepreneur, a designer, a marketer, um, you can come and you can actually pitch an idea. And do you have to pitch or you, you just any is it volunteers don't necessarily have to pitch. Uh, we highly recommend that as many people as possible pitch something. And the people it's a very short informal pitch like beer. We call it a beer in hand pitch. So you just kind of hang out and um, you don't have to like spend a bunch of time prepping. It's not you're not pitching to a final panel of judges. You're really just pitching to find teammates and co-creators for the weekend. Um, so that's on Friday night. You get in. Um, everyone that has an idea will pitch. And the Startup Weekend coordinator will write the ideas on the board. And then everybody does a little shouting contest to kind of break it down to the final, like, 10 ideas. And then, the you know, depending upon exactly how many ideas there are and how many people there are there, we try to make sure the team sizes stay somewhere between, like, four and seven. Okay. And the different ideas will each go into a different corridor of the, of the space, and uh, any, they basically have to recruit. So the next hour you spend recruiting and all of the people that if your idea did not get picked or if you didn't have an idea, you have to go pick a team to join and co-create with for the weekend. So the teams try to find designers, developers, um, marketers, entrepreneurs, people with different backgrounds and that can bring different things to the table. So a very organic process, it sounds like. Um, although there, it seems to be that there's... Um, a bit more structure from what you described as to what my experience was back in 2010, which is a good thing. I, I think that it was maybe a little too much of a free-for-all last time. Like, it was basically uh, people pitched. I remember that part. I wasn't one of them. I was just kind of there to hang out. But, yeah, there were some teams It was like I was on one that ended up having over a dozen people. But there were others where it was maybe like three or four. Hmm. So I'm glad that it's, um, you know, maybe a little more of a push to have more balanced teams just mm-hmm. to – give a more balanced experience, I think, for all the attendees, you know, so you're not um, on a team of yet over a dozen. There's just not, you know, too many cooks in the kitchen versus having something where, yes, it's a group of four and just it's overwhelming considering the fact that you are, the goal is really to try to build a business model in a weekend. And And then ultimately carry that business after the weekend. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. That's the big idea is to actually... Uh, build and create and launch a business in the weekend. Yeah. So um, what kind of ideas are uh, generally pitched at a normal startup weekend? So we've seen a little bit of everything. You would think that it would be a lot of apps. Um, but in fact, I think the, the last one we did, uh, we, we hosted one last year at Coplex. And the probably one of the most fascinating ideas that was there actually got featured in uh, the Washington Post. So the Washington Post came out for the event 
and hung out for the entire weekend. Mm. And uh, the, they featured one of the startups uh, that actually brought in a 3D printer. And they were, um, in a weekend, they were able to come up with a, a process and a methodology to do custom fit women's shoes. Mm. Um, like special, like custom, like quickly right. built, custom tailored women's shoes. So like a, a scanner that would, you know, it, so you, you get the specs and then you print it out? Exactly, yep. So they, they actually were building the... Um, the scanner over the weekend, and then they actually okay. did prototype a shoe at the end and, and pitched kind of a so there is, there is hardware that could be pitched and it's not it would not immediately be shot down because I um, you know I come from a you know materials and chemistry type background so I, I doubt that it would necessarily probably wouldn't be appropriate to pitch something <laughs> in that realm necessarily but it's not to say that um, yeah you can't pitch something that is more tangible it doesn't have to be all software but you're saying that it's primarily uh, apps or SaaS type companies that technology Mm -hmm. as long as 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 you don't come and blow up the office with all your chemicals then it's uh, good it's good to go (laughs) so it sounds like to me that you can come in with with just a very basic idea or come up with an idea the day of but also it seems like another opportunity for people that say they've sort of started their company um, along a certain track, but now they need a team behind it. They need more ideas, creativity, et cetera. And so this is also a great way just to connect and kind of help energize it and give it life. Is that also another, you know, avenue you've seen it? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great acceleration platform to, in 54 hours, assemble the team and take something you've already been working on to market. Is there ever a sense of, this is my idea and I'm kind of afraid of maybe someone taking that idea. Yeah. And that's kind of the, um, kind of the DNA of, of startup weekend. It's all about sharing. And I'm also a really big believer that the, the best ideas that are out there are ideas that are shared the most frequently. And that's, even if it isn't a product or isn't to market, um, you're going to get the best input and put together the best team by sharing your vision and sharing your product and not trying to hide behind yeah. a patent or whatever that might be. Yeah, I remember that from 2010. Is It was made very clear up front, even before the pitching happened, yes. that, uh, yeah, um, you know, anything related to legal or IP or uh, who owns what, any of that stuff, you know, deal with it later if it comes to that point. But this is more about the, uh, you know, the ideation and taking care of what I think most entrepreneurs would consider to be the higher, higher priority stuff anyway. Um, you know, the, uh, the legal ramifications can be worked out um, if there's something there, but Later, that's yeah. not for the weekend to, to waste time. Cause there really isn't that much time, right? You said 54 hours. I know my shirt says uh, on it on the front there, I haven't slept for 54 hours. That's uh, <laughs> that was the tagline that they added on that. So I did, but I, mean, I think everyone did, <laughs> you but you slept know. all 54 yeah. hours. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So well, we didn't win the grand prize, I guess. I don't know. So yeah, so Friday is that pitch night. The pitching happens. You then, yeah, do the team breakout. What happens after that? I mean, you know, is how much work gets done on Friday versus is Friday more the prep day and then Saturday actually get to work? What's normal? You know, it varies. The ones that I've been to, uh, it seems like Friday nights are the latest because I remember I was unfortunately on lock the office duty that Friday Mm -hmm. night. And I think people were there until almost three in the morning. So that was the law. This is being held at Coplex, right? So you're... You're the guy in charge of making sure nothing, nothing bad happens, nothing breaks down. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've got an awesome team. There's a bunch of us yeah. organizing and supporting. Right. Very cool. Okay, so late night on Friday, um, if you're up for it, it sounds like. Late um, night and coffee. Red Bull. Red yeah. Bull, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so, uh, so yeah, walk us through then. So what happens on Saturday? What's the normal schedule look like? Sure. So Saturday morning, people usually start rolling in 8, 9 o'clock. And we usually have, again, breakfast, donuts, food, coffee, uh, bananas, all that fun stuff. Uh, people kind of get, get started, roll in at, at different frequencies throughout the morning. And uh, Saturday is the marathon day because you're literally creating all day. Uh, so occasionally people will leave and go do some, some actual, like, market validation. So a lot of times Saturday is a really good day to go out. If, you're, if you have an idea, it's a good way to, like, actually go out and test it. Um, get some, you know, do some surveys, play, have some people play around with the prototype, um, meet, meet some people for coffee and have them give feedback on a design or something like that. So it's a good, it's a good day to not just work inside the office, but to actually get out and start validating your, mm-hmm. your proof of concept, your model. 
you know, what kind of tools are made available for teams? I mean, is it kind of, you know, bring what you can or are there any, any sorts of, you know, ways that people can, the organizers or Coplex itself perhaps provide some, uh, yeah, some infrastructure? Yeah, so there's, there's definitely um, it, on Friday before we kick off the event, um, after the teams have kind of formed, we bring in a keynote speaker. Pat Sullivan is actually uh, going to come in and, and talk about building and launching product. Um, and then we also have a little quick introduction to Lean Startup, which is sort of the, the methodology that's required to actually build a business in 54 hours. You have to take a very different approach than what most yeah. people are used to. So showing the canvas and all that kind of thing. Exactly, yeah. So okay. we, we kind of empower people with that. Um, we have we usually give away free domain names, free .co mm -hmm. domain names from the cool. Startup Weekend sponsors. Um, and then we also... Uh, throughout the weekend, we provide mentorship. So there's coaches and mentors that are there all weekend, um, ranging from, uh, I think we've got 14 mentors that are all very successful developers, designers, attorneys. Um, we've got some IP people coming in. Uh, two two law firms are actually going to be there pretty much throughout right. the whole weekend to help with um, with paperwork and getting EIN numbers. So when it, when it does come time to to work all the uh, yeah the logistics out, they're there. Okay. Yep. So it sounds like you have a great team of mentors, too, that come. Mm -hmm. How many mentors do you usually have come that weekend? Uh, when we did it last year, I think we had eight. Okay. And this year, we've got, like, over 15. And we actually had to stop taking mentors wow. because we're going to, like, run out of food. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, but it's it's definitely going to have – there's going to be people to support that have been there and done that all weekend long from all different areas and expertise. So. Yeah. Okay. In terms of people <clears> – <throat> participating um at the event do are you guys capping it off as to you know how many folks can attend that weekend yeah so we're we're gonna try to keep it under a hundred um if well, under a hundred ticket sales usually if we sell a hundred tickets 80 to 90 show up and that's about where we can max out before it gets a little uncomfortable in the uh in the space <laughs> i can see that yeah yeah i remember from uh my experience before in 2010 uh yeah i think there were right around 100 that's that was the feel i got i'm sure they gave the exact specs but i just it was five years ago right so can't remember wow but, uh, um yeah i mean it, it's a nice crowd um how many familiar faces do you expect i mean i i think a lot of people uh within the community um you know like to participate in these events in some way it, now that you have me actually thinking about that it's interesting because all almost all of the the faces from early last year when we did the event, they're I think they're all like pretty involved in a startup today, and they're not coming back to pitch. They're coming back to either mentor or or volunteer or yeah. even sponsor. Wow, that's uh, so awesome! It's, it's good. I think it's a great. It's a really good platform to start uh, and kind of work into this community and and um, maybe try a new idea. But yeah. a lot of the times people do it, and then they uh, they get swallowed into the, the startup ecosystem <laughs> here in Phoenix. Well, I guess in some ways that's kind of, um, you know, a template for how I did it as well. It's taken five mm. years, but it's coming around yep, the horn. start somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, we're looking at around 100 people that are going to be really uh, digging deep uh, over that 54-hour period. Um What's the typical demographic of the type of people? Are they, you know, these students? Are these, um, you know, fresh out of college? Are they designers? Are they more? It's, uh, we've got people ranging. And last year we had someone that was a clinical pharmacist that had innovative ideas with, uh, with some new, way of do, new ways of doing things within that arena. We had, obviously, the, the, uh, uh, the, the lady that actually had the, the custom-fit shoe idea um, she was actually a nuclear physicist, and then oh we had gosh. some we had some uh, some guys that were like younger guys that were sort of ASU students, excited about startups. We had designers, we had developers. So it literally it, there was a lot of variance. There was a guy from IBM. Uh, there was a guy from Intel. Yeah. Uh, there was a, a couple like independent consultant strategy guys that uh, left the corporate world and were looking to form a team. So they actually came to actually, like, it's a good place to come and find technical co-founders, which is yeah. a big challenge these days. Right. Run them through the ringer, too, yes. you know, during that. Like, yeah. that's a high-pressure environment, so you can kind of know yep. what it's, yeah, what it feels like in a no-risk yeah. type of situation. Okay. 
So it sounds like anyone's welcome, pretty much, or not pretty much. I mean, anyone can sign up. There's no limit as long as, of course, you get in before the tickets all run out. Now, one thing I do remember, though, uh, with my experience was that, I think you just said it, Zach, that it is um, kind of hard to find people who are proficient with code and uh, other sorts of architecture if you are going to try to build a, uh, a software platform. So what kind of efforts being done to maybe try to balance that out a bit more so that maybe not matter as much where you can, you know, maybe create a wireframe or something during that weekend to still be able to pitch something even if you don't have something uh, coded out? Yeah, well, that's, I think that's a huge difference between now and 2010 because um, if you look at where technology itself has come, it's made it way easier to do rapid prototyping and even way easier to code. Uh, there's a lot of platforms out now that uh, just didn't exist in 2010 that make it easy for a designer to actually prototype or in some cases even build an application. Yeah. Um, so that makes it easier, but we do try to find a balance uh, on the actual Eventbrite page we limit ticket sales for each category. And then mm. um, on the marketing side of the event, we're making a valiant effort to keep it balanced. So if we notice that designers go way up, then we send Robert Haynes, uh, one of our uh, co-organizers from Axosoft, we send him out to some uh, developer meetups in town to pull in more developers to balance out the designers. And we try to, uh, that that is probably after organizing three of these that's the most probably the most important part is getting the right ratio of of people very cool so as i think through my mind here of the you know looking at the whole weekend so um covered friday saturday is all about building getting that validations you know customer feedback so you can um you know actually pitch something that you have some degree of confidence in and can show third-party confidence so uh, Sunday I, is judging day. So tell us a bit about what that's like, especially as these teams are you know, trying to race toward the finish and hit the, the deadlines. Yeah. Well, Saturday night always ends with, uh, with beer. Can't forget mm-hmm. that. As okay. long as you're 21, sure. uh, everybody has a good time and uh, gets a little bit creative sometimes. But uh, <laughs> Sunday, same kind of deal. Uh, roll in 9, 8, 9, 10 in the morning, something like that. Uh, get back to work. A lot of people work over the night from home or whatever to, to get things done. Uh, and usually Sunday is like uh, is putting together the pitch deck and finalizing, putting the final tweaks on what you're going to present and figuring out who's saying what and, you know, actually preparing to talk to the judges and, and show them that your idea is something that could be viable. Yeah. And so then what happens after that? Have you And you mentioned you've seen people consistently kind of fall into this space afterwards but what is essentially your mission as startup weekend to kind of instill in people at the end of sunday Mm -hmm. yeah i mean people do go in a lot of different directions afterwards i just uh i pulled the article up here on my on my phone but um just last week one of the startup weekend companies uh from kansas city was just acquired by google um so there's there have been some huge success stories from this so people um, well, sometimes they'll go and, and, and take a new job with a couple other people there, maybe not even people from their team. Uh, sometimes they just kind of get the bug and then start coming to other events and then meet people and then start other startups. Um, sometimes their startups live on. Last year, I think uh, of all the startups that were pitched, I think two or three of them are still active today. Uh, so people do a lot of different things. But I think the uh, to answer your second question, the, the most important thing that we want people to leave this weekend with is uh, is we want them to understand that it is possible to get scrappy and actually build something in a weekend. If you can get a team of four or five people together in 54 hours and build and create and launch a business, imagine what you can do in two years. Which speaks heavily to just the knowledge of having other creators or creatives, as you mentioned earlier on your team, because everyone brings something different to the table. Sounds like a really cool weekend. I'm kind of thinking I should go too. <laughs> well, and actually be part of I, the team. Yeah. Right, and actually be part of a team. I mean, it's fun. I, I definitely enjoyed it um, back then, and I knew nothing back then. So to be able to come in with uh, five years of, uh, of battle scars uh, with my experience since then uh could be interesting so yeah. where is it going to be again this year we're so in november it, uh we're doing it at coplex the weekend oh of, so it's going to be at your space again okay yep 
We'll is that sure. where it is every year? Uh, not every year. So there's actually a few of them around the valley. Um, we hosted it last year at our space. Since then, there's been three others. There was a startup week in EDU that was done in the East Valley. There was a uh, there's a startup week in Chandler that's actually the same weekend as startup week in the, the startup week in Phoenix that we're hosting. Um, and then there was, I believe, there's one other one too. So they kind of they do bounce around. They've been at a few venues. I know they had one at GCU a couple of years ago. They've had them at Cohoots. We've had them at Coplex. They had one at Gangplank. Uh, so there's definitely a few different yeah. places to have them. So if you miss this one but are interested in um, attending sometime in the future, you won't have to wait too long. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's go back a bit to you know what Sunday looks like because I remember. Um, Sunday was the most interesting of the three days for me just because, uh, you know, you got to see how everything turned out at the end and I got to see how even, you know, some pivots happened from the initial ideas, even though it was just two days. Tell us a bit more about the judging process. What are some of the expectations of the pitch itself and, um, and who, who, you know, who was actually judging these companies at the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the... The, the day on Sunday, we everybody rolls in, uh, they, they finish up their pitch decks, they practice. Uh, sometimes they'll go in the back room and like close the door and talk to a mirror or something and practice right. their pitch and get all ready. Um, and they get some kind of a demo ready as well. We have lunch, hang out, judges start to arrive late afternoon. We set up, we put everybody in our sort of our main room and uh, we basically flip some coins and figure out who goes first and everybody goes up and, and pitches. And the judges are really, it, it, there's a, a few different things that they're looking at, but the, the most important thing that they look at really is how much validation have you gotten on this idea? What did, and what did you actually build? So it's not about how good the idea is or the creativity is, is much, it's not as much about the creativity of the idea or the problem that you're trying to solve it's more about how you execute it. And that's right. really the key is we try to focus on, on that execution. The high bar with just the, the, the 54 hours to be able to get some degree of traction. Yeah, it's tough, especially on a weekend. You know, a lot of offices might be closed, but uh, it's <laughs> been done. Uh, okay, so like uh, who are some of the judges that are going to be deliberating yeah. this time? So we've got an awesome panel of judges. In fact, this was another thing that like we stopped. We didn't need any more, and then more came in, and we're like, we have to <laughs> let you do it because yeah. you're an awesome person. Um, but we have it, – it's going to range uh, Laudan Shoje from Axosoft, the CEO of Axosoft, and the brains behind the It Was Never a Dress campaign here in town. Um, she is going to be one of our uh, judges. We've got – um, Jim Golka from um, ATI here our, in town. Our first guest mm-hmm. on the podcast, yep. Yeah. So he's, he's going to be, he was actually a judge for us last year as well. Uh, we have Adam Torin, who's the, uh, he was actually the founder of youngentrepreneur.com, sold it to Entrepreneur Magazine, and mm-hmm. he's a serial entrepreneur in town now and runs a lot of different companies and a lot of different verticals. And then we have, uh, we have a couple judges that are more on the, uh, the technical side as well. Uh, you get some designer judges. So it, it really does range. So if nothing else, um, it just seemed like a immensely viable networking opportunity to, to go. Absolutely. Yeah, the people you're in front of, uh, those judges especially, I mean, there's money, there's talent, experience. Mm-hmm. Really cool. So Zach, having such a, a tall order to do in such a short period of time, high stakes as you are competing because there are prizes – for the winners and we'll get to that in a little while but uh you're competing so i i imagine that you know maybe things can get a bit tense at times i remember things were a little tense at times on my team a big part of that was because there's just there's so many people so many different opinions uh, going on it was so what do you mean by ugly. tense <laughs> well high pressure you know i mean people know that they um, are being asked to perform and, and do you know a lot of work in a short period of time do you have any stories to share maybe about personal experience of, of seeing those sorts of issues come to pass and, you know, are there ways that maybe to avoid them if possible? Yeah. Oh, the drama is always fierce. Yeah. It's great. Oh, I remember, man. Like I got pulled aside a couple times last year where people were saying that, that someone on their team needed to be kicked off the team and they wanted to know the process for kicking someone mm-hmm. off their team. And it gets pretty, uh, gets pretty hostile in there. Yeah. But I think, wow. It really is a true test of 
being an entrepreneur because if you join a startup, that's exactly what's going to happen. Just amplify it far beyond 54 hours. Well, so is there a process to kick people off the team or do you really just kind of, you yeah, know, let it be that. just it, it is what it is and just let the let the process play out during the weekend? How does that work? Yeah, we don't get involved in kicking people off of teams and that kind of thing. If yeah. if they if there's someone that's being um just just if someone's being ridiculous, we'll tell them to go home, but we've never had to do, right. had to do that before. Yeah. Um, but so, typically so, people work it out. So, I mean, I guess that it's probably better that way that it's not very well structured because that really does replicate the real experience better than uh, if you do have, you know, someone hovering and uh, trying to keep things in line you yeah. know, for all the teams. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. We've had that conversation before, Mark, where, you know, past experiences, it's it's hard to tell people, you know, I mean, running a business, it's hard to tell some of your closest peers, you know, hey, it's not working. Uh, well, sure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, so Startup Weekend just amplifies that. Um, you know, what what advice act would you might have for people that, um, you know, might be attending together? You know, like a group, of, you know, a few guys or girls would say, yeah, sounds fun. Let's spend the weekend doing this. Do you think they, you know, should be on the same team or sh- you know, is it maybe a better experience to join different ones? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I've seen it work both ways, honestly. I I think it's a it, if you are going to come as a group, then don't be don't close yourself off to others, uh, because we don't like it when four people come in, they pitch an mm-hmm. idea, they're the only four, they don't let anyone else on their team. It's just not what it's meant for, right? Uh, so we want to try to try to limit that as much as we can. Mm-hmm. But it, it does work both ways. So, so if you come as a team or with a partner, kind of expect to maybe be split up. During the process, if it makes sense. Yeah, possibly split up, possibly adding new team members that you didn't think you were ever going to add, possibly fighting over equity. <laughs> we see <laughs> that every now and then. That's why the lawyers are there, right, to yeah. help moderate those yeah. sorts of <laughs> issues if they, if they crop up. So what happens if someone comes with an idea and, you know, they want to accelerate it, but during the weekend it just, um, you know, their idea doesn't make it through – and then they essentially get put just on a separate team to kind of help another idea flourish. Is that, could that happen? Yeah. So or teams, what if they team, want to keep it going, their own idea? Yeah. So teams uh, form and split all weekend. Uh, so we have a couple of people that didn't, you know, they got into Saturday afternoon. They didn't okay. like how things were going. It was two partners that came in with an idea. So their engineer left. So then they just went home. Mm-hmm. And then they can keep doing their own thing and whatever. Uh, we had some other people that, the, it started on Friday. They pivoted a couple times. Saturday, a couple of the people didn't like the direction it pivoted, so they went and started a different group, mm. or formed or like joined in with another another group there. Um, and we've, I mean, we've seen seen a little little bit of everything. We just kind of yeah. let it and shake it's out. Just, it's totally cool, wow. no matter what happens. Yeah. So I, I guess your main job and job of your team is just to keep everyone fed and 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 you know inebriated when appropriate and caffeinated and caffeinated too maybe both yeah (laughs) so zach what do you find yourself doing that weekend do you join a team or are you a mentor or what do you do um i usually help manage the chaos (laughs) Uh, i haven't done it and actually joined a couple of our team members joined a team last year and that was that was a lot of fun but i'm usually running around errands like we ran out of toilet paper that was was oh my god situation yeah Uh, doing beer runs and red bull runs and picking up the coffee and just uh, making sure you're dealing with some of the dramatics that come up every now and right. then. Okay. So, yeah, it's, you got a lot on your plate yeah. uh, apart from trying to build a brand-new business in uh, <laughs> the span of a few days. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I mentioned briefly about prizes. So, yeah, so for the teams that do win, what do they win? And is it just one winner, or are there other sorts of incentives that are available? Yeah, so we uh, we have a prize package right now today. This could change a little bit. Uh, I could get better uh but we have prize packages right now paying out the uh or prizing out the top three okay so everybody's going to get something and it we have all sorts of uh all sorts of different things on the table we have uh i think like a combined 20 years of co-working between all the different co-working passes that we have wow. um, all over the valley uh, they've all been really supportive we've got free legal services we've got free design services free development services um, free coaching and mentoring. We've got um, we've got some cash prizes. We've got some uh, some donations for like office supplies and that kind of stuff. 
Uh, so a little little bit of everything right now, right. but it, the we free marketing to, too with the podcast. Exactly, so a thirty yeah. second plug on the on our show here for the exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for that. It's a cool. Yeah. We try to keep the prizes very focused on helping those startups that happen during that weekend sustain right. and thrive after the weekend. So every prize we pick is very focused on that. Yeah, I mean, and I totally think that's the way to do it. I mean, it all sounds like a very fun experience. I know it is from before, but it sounds like there's been a lot of improvements that have been made already. Um, but can you tell us about, uh, you know, some of the plans that your team has in place to make it an even better experience coming up in the future? Yeah, so the the balancing of the ratios of designers and developers, uh, we have a, a definitely a um, stronger panel of judges this year and more judges this year um we are um we were a little bit more selective on the speaker that we brought in and what topic the speaker is going to speak on right. so you said it's pat sullivan, pat sullivan. it yep. will be the keynote and what was the topic again that he's going to be speaking so to he's going to be talking about building things that people want so that'll be uh, an interesting theme for the for the weekend very relevant yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and i assume it sounds like that it will also include um it should include a very uh, efficient ways to get quick feedback and validation since you're going to need that for the weekend. Yeah. 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 We'll do a little crash course on Lean Startup that weekend uh, as well on Friday night before we get started. And it's uh, the prize packages are way better this year. Sure. Very cool. Yeah. A lot more mentors and coaches this year. So do you guys already have uh, participants signed up? We do. Yeah, we have, uh, I think, 15 signups so far today we've got about a, a little less than a month left and i'm sure they come in towards the end always yeah we yeah. got 40 in the last four days last year i wow. think uh, we're gonna try to even that out a little bit but it's it's not an event where we're trying to get a thousand people like we're yeah we're being very careful on who we market to or not you know it is there is a fee to come it's a hundred dollars to come we have uh, student discounts available 50 percent off with a coupon code and we sure. also um have there's a few of our uh, group partners here in town that have found their way into a 15% coupon. So if you're part of a designer development meetup, then there's a good chance you might already have uh, seen that code floating around. Yeah, give them a little extra incentive for those types to show up right. to balance it out, as you said. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's uh, a little steep, but um, I guess it you know it makes sense in that you're basically getting fed for the you know between Friday and. Friday night and, you know, through Sunday. So maybe not a bad deal considering all the other um, experience that comes along with it. Plus it shows that you're really serious too. You know, if you're going to pay that much, then, you know, I would say those people are ready to start a business or they're really excited about what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. It's the the biggest reason why we have the $100 price tag is for qualification. Right, right. Make sure the people there are serious. And we also have scholarships available for people that – might, that are very interested that might not have $100, but uh, we have a little uh, essay, like startup impact thing that we, we're having some people do. And we've okay. already. How does that work? How would, how would someone submit an entry? So if you go to the, the Startup Week in Phoenix website, it, uh, there's a little blurb on there that explains how to apply for a scholarship. Um, I think we're, uh, we just locked in another sponsor like two days ago, so we actually can give out 10 of them now. Uh, okay. So we've got, I think, eight left. Two have gotten them already, but. Um, that actually is for a free admission. You just have to uh, to write us a little essay on um, startup in, startup weekend and how how you feel it will impact you and your journey. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Very cool. So Zach, we're gonna go back to the very beginning stuff we were talking about as far as how you initially got involved and maybe uh, learn a bit more about you. Uh, I went on your website. You have a personal website, right? Zach <laughs> ZachFerris dot com. So uh, that that's, that was nice and. Um, so yeah, you, you've been, uh, you know, had an entrepreneurial mindset for a long time, and, uh, and you know, and you're you're as young as we are. You know, I was born in '88, so you're just you're 87. It was on your Ooh, website. Ooh, I'm 87 there, so. too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but you're you're an old hat already at all this. You know, already sold one of your companies. So um, when you got involved in Columbus with that startup weekend, um, how much of that experience do you recall? I'd love to, you know, maybe share some of what you did during that weekend and some of the takeaways that you got from it that it maybe carried over all the way through today yeah i think it was uh i actually helped organize the event so okay. i didn't um so I you were not a team okay yeah but it was very early in my kind of entrepreneurial journey and i think it was probably the 
one of the first times I was ever exposed to this concept of, of lean, uh, this whole concept of lean startup and mm-hmm. kind of getting scrappy. Uh, we were always um, using the lingo like bootstrapping and that sort of stuff. But this was my first real experience of seeing it happen, yeah. I think. And having it more quantified probably. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just, uh, I mean, I, I think back and that's sort of how I started my business. It was very bootstrapped. It was very... Um, very scrappy, very lean, um, but actually seeing it work for 20-plus businesses in a 54-hour time period in my first startup weekend, it was pretty fascinating, and today that's still a huge part of the creation methodology that, that I believe in and yeah. we believe in at Coplex. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, okay, so it sounds like you've only been on the organizer side, so you haven't necessarily been able to have the chance yet to to just dive in, been too busy, I guess, with, you know, keeping the events running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I think it's really cool that you host them at Coplex. So, and I'm curious, um, when I read your bio, uh, a startup studio focusing on collaborative design, what does that mean? What do you guys do? Yeah. So kind of, it's kind of back to what I was just saying. I mean, we're, we're huge believers in this methodology of creating businesses, um, so we've, uh, we were started back actually in 90, 1999, uh, my partner started Coplex and, uh, it was a traditional web marketing interactive agency. Um, so we've definitely made some pivots along the way, very much like the businesses will over the course of startup weekend. Um, but more recently we've kind of found our, our space as being, um, working with these startups. We understand the the approach, the methodology, the systems, the structures, and, and kind of the way, uh, the way to go about building and launching a, a, a web or mobile startup. Uh, so what we do at Coplex is um, uh, we do a lot of user experience, product, uh, product design, and development around ideas. Um, ideas and um, a lot of times it's already validated startups that are looking to accelerate their, their product roadmap or speed up their find of product market fit and that sort of thing. Hmm. How many uh, people do you have at Coplex? Uh, we just hired our 29th last week, actually. Awesome. So you primarily work with startups. So one or two people, you know, max at a startup or? So it's the, the, the journey that we usually get involved in. Um, obviously, we do a lot in the community to support the early stage startups, like, for example, Startup Weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually where we actually get involved and it starts making sense to engage Coplex, we can actually deliver value with the services that we provide. It's usually somewhere between a seed round and a Series B capital round. So we're really good in the pre-seed rounds. Um, we're sending people to Startup Weekend and kind of helping mentor and guide and coach and connect. But Coplex actually starts working with our customers typically around the point of closing a seed round of investment. And then we usually pull them through the journey from seed to Series A to Series B. We've had multiple exits. We've worked with a few companies that have gone gone up to a Series B, a lot of Series A rounds. So that's kind of the, the typical time we get involved. Very cool. And is it, um, you know, you're obviously based in Arizona, is is your clientele um, primarily located here, or is it around the, the country or world? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's around the world. Um, a, a few internationals, the majority around the definitely more um, southwest region. Uh, we the company our company actually started in L.A., so we still to this day have an office in L.A. and we have a fairly significant chunk of our customers in California, given all of the the funded startups and that sort of thing. But yeah. Arizona's been. Uh, it's been picking up and it's been becoming a, a more and more important part of our, uh, um, of, of our work at Coplex every day too. Having Coplex host the startup weekend seems to just make a lot of sense considering your business model and, uh, trying to get them early, I guess, uh, <laughs> or at least, uh, you know, establish your brand as part of that ideation process. Yeah. One of the things we talk about pretty frequently, and I'm glad you mentioned that you're starting to see, um, the startup community in Arizona or Phoenix, I would say Arizona too, but really pick up is, um, I think startup weekend is a big contributor, contributor of that, giving people that initial just, um, experience and exposure to a startup. And then it just kind of starts like wildfire. Mm -hmm. So other communities like San Jose, they have years ahead of us, but 
we're starting to see that. And so I think, I mean, it's just going to, it's like a domino effect. It's just going to keep growing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's been a lot of events. It's, uh, I mean, there's Startup Weekend. We talked a little bit about Startup Week. Um, there's a um, One Million Cups chapter here in town. We have, uh, we have events for, we have a Startup Grind chapter here in town. We have a House of Genius chapter here in town. So there's a lot of these startup groups. A lot of them are kind of these. Like nationally branded exactly. groups that mm-hmm. ha- open up yeah. shop here. Yeah, Zach, another thing that uh, I like about the general concept of Startup Weekend as far as being a uh, you know, way for people interested in entrepreneurship or, uh, or even if they're just curious about it, uh, it's a great way for them to you know, learn all the ins and outs in such a short period of time. And not only to maybe, you know, become interested, like you said, Hillary, you know, after the fact, but also maybe to, it, it acts as a bit of a crucible as well. And they can kind mm-hmm. of burn away any of the, uh, you know, people where it might not be, um, you know, the type of lifestyle or career that uh, suits them. Because, I mean, it, it is, I know from my experience, I mean, it, it's really tough to to learn the ropes um, if you're not coming in from, you know, with some degree of... Uh, I'm, you know, it, there's a lot of intangibles involved in being able to operate in that type of environment. So it's a, I think it's a great way, you know, attending these startup weekends, a great way to just get a feel for that world without having to commit a lot of time or money to, uh, you know, to immerse yourself. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that we had a, uh, the Tempe Leadership Council was at our space today, we offered it up. And uh one of the, and we sat in a little panel there with a couple other Tempe startups. And one of the questions that someone in the audience asked is, what can we do with our curriculums at our universities here in town to make uh, people more employable for startups? And uh, the collective response from the panel was, uh, was actually not about the hard skills. It was more about the soft skills. It's 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 uh the mindset and the la- the set of language the language that we use and yep. it's it's just this uh it's a very different approach to your normal nine to five clock in clock out work job so right. we, we talked to them about finding ways to expose those college students to way startups really work and i think startup weekend is is a good platform yeah i mean to do that. i can't think of one that would be better you know just simply because you don't need to put in a big time investment or money and there's a very low barrier to entry, you know, as long as you're willing to commit to that weekend, you can go and get a feel. Yeah. And it, and it is a pretty, you know, from my one experience and I'll add to it when the next one happens, but from that experience is it's a, you know, it's an accurate representation of that whole process of, uh, you know, building a business model. Yeah. Off of a lean canvas and actually going out, trying to, sell people on the idea or maybe even sell product i think that mm-hmm. i remember the the winning team for um the phoenix startup week in 2010 it was like a uh, a new concept for like uh tipping for restaurants i think the main reason that they won is because they actually you know were able to say as part of their pitch you know these five businesses have already committed to signing up for this concept yeah. if you know if we it went and can deliver on, you know, on the, the product and features. Yeah. So uh, we call it customer development. If they right. went out and did customer development and got validation for their concept through right. customer development efforts. And, yeah, and, and, you know, they went one step further than just getting feedback that could be reported. That's what our team did. It made like a survey and stuff. Yeah. Um, I wasn't involved in that side. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, you know, it's one thing getting feedback, but it's another thing getting hard commitments. And yeah. so to be able to do that in one weekend uh, if you can achieve it um i think that you know we'll score huge points in the eyes of people like jim and other judges that are seeing all the teams pitch yeah i'd like to see someone actually get paid this weekend. yeah this year yeah, definitely say. yeah that's really good insight mark Thank but you. i'm sure you gain a lot of you know tidbits even if you don't win at least you see who does win and what they did to execute well and how you can change going forward. So that's, you know, a really cool learning experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you learn what not to do just as well as you learn what to do. Exactly. Well, there, I remember that. In fact, I remember that um, is a 
byproduct of the event from you know more the networking side of things is I did in fact then get to find a designer that helped with some of our branding yep. at that time. That nice. happens all the time. And that was, in fact, one of the reasons I decided to go was because I, I knew I wasn't there to create a brand new business. I already, you know, had one in process. It was very, very early days of it at the time. But, you know, still, you know, that was my path. And I was there to learn more and to, yeah, try to find some people that can help me with some of my near-term goals that I needed for uh, for hitting our new milestones. So, um, yeah, that if for no other reason go for that so hopefully the tickets won't be sold out by the time this episode airs uh but yeah um you know it's something that i think everyone should experience uh, if they have the chance so i'm glad that they're you know you're doing it with such frequency mm-hmm. nowadays yeah right so zach we're gonna take our sponsor break okay and uh, when we come back we'll finish off our episode for today with the executive insight round Today's episode is sponsored by the City of Peoria. More people and businesses are making Peoria, Arizona their home. Not only is Peoria known for its quality of life, but its smart businesses with innovative ideas. The strategy is simple. Increase the number of employers and opportunities by implementing programs that help businesses grow. Visit peoriaaz.gov to learn how you can join the many smart businesses that have already made the move to Peoria. And we're back. We're here with Zach Ferris, CEO of Coplex. He's also part of the team putting together the upcoming Phoenix Startup Weekend on November 20th. So, uh, Zach, we're going to cap off our interview today with the Executive Insight Round. I have... Five questions here just to get some insight into how you, you know, maybe think about things or approach things. So um, if you're ready, we're going to go ahead and start off with the first question here. So, so, Zach, if you were a street sign, which would you be? Stop. Be a stop sign. Okay. A stop <laughs> Why would sign. you be a stop sign? <laughs> Not a yield. It's a, an I'm curious. Stop. I'm uh, very often a... a um, I'm the guy that comes in when I when I hear ideas and I hear business people and they start talking about product and ideas and they talk about all of these features and all of these things they want it to be. I'm always the guy that has to come in and say, stop, no, like let's focus on something simple that we know that we can do and uh, and build that instead. I like that. I like that too. Next question here. What was the last gift you gave someone? Uh <laughs> Yesterday, I gave my my girlfriend Melissa uh, a uh, I think there were five macaroons from a bakery. She loves those little fake looking cookie things for some reason. Yeah, the because uh, they're amazing. <laughs> I don't get the macaroons. The, the hazelnut. Really I, I actually I don't like them that much myself. Like <laughs> you know, they're so popular. I don't. I don't know. It's, I think it's the hazelnut filling or something, and the color too just throws me off. I just I'm not a big fan. So yeah. I'm I probably that. yeah. <laughs> it's it's basically just egg whites and sugar. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't even know. I think so. it's a woman thing. It they is. all like macaroons. And, well, the I'm empirical right. evidence here uh, <laughs> would indicate as such. Uh, okay, Zach. Uh, next question here. Um, what did you care about most when you were ten years old? Hmm. Computers. I was a nerd. Still am a nerd, but I was even more of a nerd then. I think. So at 10, that would have been, yeah, so late 90s, mm-hmm. uh, if I recall. So that was before, you know, that was pre-1 gigahertz processors, I oh, feel like, far. right? Yeah, I think I had like a, maybe an AMD Athlon 500 megahertz, if we were, uh, if we had to guess. Yeah, it was like uh, Pentium <laughs> 2 days or something like that. I'm a little bit of a nerd myself when it comes to that. but <laughs> uh, Okay, computers. Well, um, I guess that is carried with you all the way through to today. Sort your, of, yeah. Yeah, sort of, <laughs> right. Um, you use computers, at least we all use computers. Though, so it's been well, a for a while out. it was nerdy, and then I realized that uh, now, now it's kind of cool to yeah. use computers. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. <laughs> Next question here. What was the last thing you changed your opinion about? Uh, that's a really good question. I'll give you an example, because okay. when I thought of this, I was like, well, what would have been my opinion? Yeah. I actually have grown an appreciation for EDM. 
electronic dance music. We had spoken about this before we did. a little bit. Uh, where, so one of my very good friends um, is a huge EDM fanatic, okay? Like he's a, you know, an aspiring DJ, all these things. Mm-hmm. It's like a, a hobby. You know, he would always play it and we'd always, I you know, always give him crap about it, you know, make, you know, disparaging jokes to put it formally um, about about it. Um, but uh, after, I don't know, maybe it was just through exposure or maybe just uh, realizing all the different subgenres that are part of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I've grown, I've grown an appreciation for it, particularly. Um, Which flavor? Uh, I like EDM, so. <laughs> yeah, so right. I like the trance type of stuff. So, um, trance guy, really? yeah, I know, but the progressive house type of thing. Right. I actually went to you know downtown Phoenix. They had a um, an EDM concert, yeah, a couple months ago. When I, you know, that's what really changed my opinion. Is actually yeah. he convinced me because he was in town to go to this thing. Yeah, it, it was an experience, and it was after that that I was like, okay, I can get into this, yeah. and uh, so. Um, yeah, I, I'm into it now. Although that, that show it was a, a trap show, you know, trap music nice. was, oh, that's cool. that's which, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it was, you know, it wouldn't be on the top of my list as far as the type of EDM, mm-hmm. uh, like the most, but, uh, it's still, that experience was great. And, um, even just apart from that, yeah, I've grown an appreciation for the music. Whereas before I would just joke that it was just random sound patterns. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, so that, that's. The most recent thing that um, that I've changed my opinion about. So, mm-hmm. you know, with that, is a maybe to get your mind going. Any any thoughts come to yours, your mind? Yeah, I had a really interesting experience uh, a few weeks ago, and it was uh, I went to to see the the play Wicked at Gamage at ASU. Okay. I've never been a theater person. In fact, I had to take theater when I was in college, and I, I picked the workshop. I actually mm-hmm. built stuff instead of having yeah. to go and suffer through the plays. But um, going to see Wicked, it was a. Uh, it, it's been a few years since I've seen one, and it was oddly fascinating to me to see how unbelievably um, nimble and agile everyone has to be, and. A performance like that i have a ton of appreciation for people that can go and just live in that that moment and recreate that experience and memorize all this stuff and yeah. i think it, it's not even this, the memorization that's as impressive as you know some of it isn't memorized they're actually like feeling it and living it and there's something really uh really fascinating about that i kind of changed my opinion on on theater yeah i, I like that's a great answer mm-hmm. i um i haven't been to a show in Maybe ever. I don't know. Maybe like elementary school was the last time. But uh, yeah, it's something maybe to think about for Mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. I went to New York about a year and a half ago and I had the same experience because you're sitting in the theater and you're thinking they perform this every single night. But to me, it feels like they're doing it for the first time. I mean, it's just incredible what they do and they love it. Yeah. I think a lot of, uh, so I write for Entrepreneur Magazine, and I think I'm actually going to write an article about what business can learn from the theater, because I mm-hmm. think the active agility that they, they follow um, is something that we can all learn from. Oh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds awesome. The last question for you, Zach, um, and we cap off each one of these executive insight rounds with this question is, uh, if you had the opportunity to go back in time to that first day when you decided to go down your entrepreneurial path, which for you it sounds like it was a while ago when you were quite young, um, what advice would you give yourself? Don't be afraid. I, I've had some really high highs and some really low lows, but I would never take back any of it for anything. Don't be afraid. That's good advice. Yes, it is. It can be tough to follow, but uh, it's still really great <laughs> mm-hmm. advice. Yeah. Well, um, Zach, that, yeah, that closes out our executive insight round. So thank you for, uh, um, the, you know, very great answers on that. And, um, so we will go ahead and, uh, yeah, close out the show here with, um, an opportunity for you to plug whatever you want. Uh, you know, it can be Coplex or talking more about startup week and all. I think, you know, we've talked plenty about that. So what would you like, um, our audience listening to, uh, come away with? I'd love to see, I'm a big believer in this whole idea that, uh, that, that entrepreneurship can really change the world. And I encourage every single one of you that's listening, whether you're, in a, you know, you're a beginning entrepreneur or whether you're a more seasoned entrepreneur, 
keep doing what you're doing and don't be afraid and keep giving back and um, help others around you and mentor and advise and coach. Um, I think we can we can really make a difference in this world and uh, really be more innovative and collaborative. And I think um, we also need to sort of fundamentally change the way that people perceive work. Uh, I think work is, uh, is is due for a rebranding. Um, a lot of people sort of despise work or look at it as something, it's something you just have to do. I think um, the legacy that I would like to, to kind of leave behind in my time is to maybe change the way that people perceive work and uh, and actually make it something that's a part of them and that they get excited about. And that's how we can really change change the world. Well, those are inspiring words to uh, to leave us off. So, um, so any of our listeners who want to maybe talk with you on those topics, what's the best way for them to uh, to get in touch? Yeah. So email me, Zach, C-A-C-H, at coplex.com, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, everything you could ever imagine is Z-C- Ferris, F-E-R-R-E-S. Okay, great. Awesome. And, and we'll make sure to include that in the show description so people can mm-hmm. have easy access to that as well. Um, okay, well, uh, yeah, that um, that does it for today. So, Zach, thank you yeah, so thanks, much for, uh, for participating on, um, on our show here. And, uh, and, yeah, we definitely look forward to um, being part of this upcoming Startup Weekend here. Um, Definitely as sponsors, and who knows, maybe as uh, as team participants. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, Mark. Thank you, Hillary. I love what you guys are doing. So, uh, as a reminder, learn more about the show by visiting startupsa-to-z.com. Check us out on Facebook by searching for Startups A to Z. Most importantly, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or your podcast platform of choice. Okay. Well, until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys.